0: Hello and welcome to the Spiritualized Podcast. This is your host Jess Fenton and today we're diving into business. So if you have a business, if you're expanding in business, if you have a brand, creating a brand, expanding your brand, this is the episode for you. It's a natural time of contemplation towards the next 12 months and a natural time of reflection of the last 12 months. So we're right in the perfect hotspot for delving and going deep into business, what we're creating, bringing in more prosperity, being more of service, being more of purpose. This episode is going to bring you some incredibly activating frequencies, some storytelling, and I hope that you enjoy it. The spiritualized brand in January is going to be bringing in five hundred thousand dollars that's my intention for it, and I want to take you on the journey with me so that as I move through the journey of doing that, anything that is helpful to you uh, would be really pleasing to me if whatever I'm doing can be helpful to other people in in reflection, in activation, in energetics, in understanding, in expansion, in whatever way. Take whatever you need and leave the rest. And so that's my intention for January and what I'll be sharing on the podcast in the coming weeks. Of course, with the usual spiritualized content um, around everything to do with spirituality. For spiritualized brand, I'm also creating a brand that is at the 10 million mark within the next two years. So between the next year and second year, I am expecting that to happen. And I want to bring everybody on the journey with me for that as well. But let me just by start, let me start by saying why brand is so important. We're coming into this age of technology. Well, we're already, we're already in the age of technology. We're getting more bombarded with all AI stuff. And what I would noticed is there are some life-changing things out there on the internet. Things that have really shifted who I am. And yet, I don't know who the person was who wrote it. I know nothing, nothing about them there was just some something on the net internet that really shifted my perspective, and it just wasn't attributed to anybody, maybe the author was named, but there was no branding there, there was no connection, and so it got lost. Someone spent time working on that, and there's it wasn't honored and yet it was changing lives and so I don't want that for what I do. And And so that's so important to me. I want the work and the contemplation and the time I spend in whatever it is I create to be honoured and to be attributed to me. And that's why I think brand right now is so, so important. So as to not get lost in the sea of information. Although that is ultimately the most spiritual just be a drop in the ocean, don't have any of the ego, just put your stuff out there with no name and let it help whoever it's going to help. I'm not there yet, I want the honour and the, the kudos for what I do, so maybe in time I'll be that drop, but not right now. The other part of it is that we pull down an idea It comes through our consciousness and its birth through us and then off it goes out into the the big white world and we're the guardian of that piece of consciousness. And if you look at for example the power of now, that present stuff and the stuff Eckhart's writing about has been written about by so many people. Yet he brought it through in his own unique way and it was branded and put into book form and so now it's attributed to him. The book goes off and does its own thing, it has a life of its own, it can reach the far corners of the planet and it doesn't need Eckhart one little bit and what it does is it goes and does its work it helps whoever it needs to help, and then it brings back or sends back the resources, the resources being money, opportunities, uh, whatever it brings back, and that is translated into, let's say, money and opportunities, it's probably bringing back more things, for Eckhart, for his family, for his friends, for his community, uh, for the wider community, for philanthropic purposes, he gets to decide what gets done with that money. So the book goes out, does its thing, it sends back the the resources and then Eckhart is the custodian of those resources and decides how they're going to be shared out. So within the spiritual community, this is why money is so important Uh, because it allows us to be that custodian and go, you know what, all of this money coming in, and I think Eckhart, last time I looked, it either made 70 million in total or make 70 million a year, I can't remember. But he gets to be the custodian of that and decide which good purposes he would like to put it towards, as well as it um, being there for him. Of course, a lot of times at that level, when that money is coming in, there really is no need for for that money. There's only so much you can spend before you've sort of had enough of it. Um, but it's important that there is that amount of money that you've, makes you feel secure or makes me feel secure, makes me feel that I'm looked after that it feels protective in some way. Of course, money is not the protective uh, quality, the protective quality is within us, but as we work in that spiritual way, then that money that comes in is a form of protection in a way, but obviously that protection is within ourselves. So those are the two reasons why it's so important uh, that we go into this episode and that building of a brand uh, can get to be so exciting. I would see it as that, it's not a business anymore. I'd say it's the building of a personal brand and to create something just oh, that opens your heart that feels so good. Now, one of the most important frequencies I'm speaking about today. Is going to be the frequency of commitment. And I want to start by telling you a story as to why this commitment is absolutely key. Firstly, within the frequency of commitment, the lower frequency is half heartedness. Then you've got commitment. And then you've got devotion, the highest frequency. If you can get into a devoted state in whatever your purpose is, whatever you're here to do, you unlock. An unprecedented level of um, energy coming back at you. So, you just, if you're looking at the fractal of uh, prosperity that is infinitely unlocked, that you open the tap, Taylor Swift style, and that tap looks like it could never close, the money will just flow whether you like it or not. Um, that's the, that's the, the devotional quality of when you're so devoted to whatever it is you unlock that attack and you just it's a for example mother Teresa will have been one of them her devotion of whatever you know her work that she was doing brought in an incredible amount of money which she you know she didn't i don't know the ins and outs of the there's any conspiracy but from a surface level um you know supposedly it went to whoever She was, you know, her whatever work she was doing. I'm sure other stuff was going on, but that's not what you get the point. Um, and so with that, we want to unlock that prosperity and commitment. Is it highest is devotion, commitment, and the lowest is the half heartedness. Half heartedness invokes misfortune. Things aren't going to go well when we do things half-heartedly. I know that from my life experience. Anytime I'm half-hearted, it just doesn't go well. It's the same for a relationship as well. You just like dive in fully open-hearted and just be, you know, in that sort of the sacred, sacrificial energy. Just with no not a care in the world to consequences that's the sort of devotional energy i'm talking about it's not for everybody and um that's for each of us to decide what type of frequency we want to get into and where we can actually find ourselves but the half-heartedness for sure is not not where we, we want to be it's definitely not where i want to be the half-heartedness also brings in a lot of uh, emotional agony. It's frustrating. It brings in a lot of difficult challenges, um, because it keeps wanting to test if you're commitment, if you're committed. And so, if you're not committed, you're going to keep getting tested. Like well, I'm going to keep getting tested if I keep it to my own experience. And if we move into the frequency of commitment. It is full of luck and synchronicity and opportunity, but you've got to cross the abyss. The abyss is going to require uh, going across blindfolded, essentially, and there's going to be challenges, it's going to be difficult at times, it's going to be frustrating, and you've got to trust in that commitment. It's the only thing we've got, it's the only way we can get across that abyss to the other side. Is through that commitment, all in. That that's the only way it can be in the the following twelve months. Every cell of your body, all in. And so, I want to speak to that a bit later about what happened when I created hundred thousand dollars in a seven day experience experiment. turned out turned out to be ten days, but you'll you'll understand what I'm talking about when I talk about energetics of what happened there. But let me start with a story around commitment. I was working in the corporate world and I was doing about 90 hours a week for at least 10 years at that level and so I didn't have much time off but at the same time I had all of these things that I wanted to achieve like doing a degree in philosophy and becoming a Pilates teacher and running uh, the London Marathon. So these were things that, I don't know, you know, the 90 hours a week wasn't enough for me. I clearly wanted other things to do as well. So this marathon thing, I was around 38 and I'd never run before. I one day decided to run around Regent's Park and I realized that I ran around quite quickly because I timed myself and I knew how far it was. And so for some reason I looked it up and it was confirmed that I ran around pretty quick. And that's when I'm like, "Oh, maybe I'm good at running, so of course, if I'm good at anything, then I want to do it." so that's when I decided it was time for a marathon, and I was thinking, "Oh, this ballot thing looks hard. Getting a ticket a ticket, a place in the London Marathon can take a long time to get get in there. You've got to go through the ballot system, but there's this little sneaky back you can get in that if you can run under three hours a marathon or you can run under one and a half hours for a half marathon you can get in a guaranteed place and to top it all you get to run if you're a woman a woman with the elite women runners at the time they started the race 30 minutes before the main race. So, running with them meant you got the whole London Marathon course to yourself. And there's only about 100 runners. So, can you imagine that experience? A whole, like, whole big, huge marathon thing with all the audience or the spectators there cheering you on, and you get the whole course to yourself. And so, it's like, oh, this is good. That, that sounds amazing. You also got to change in their tent, your bags would be delivered to the end, you got a special running number that had holes in it, and the reason it had holes was because that extra bit of paper might have slowed you down. So this was very, very making me very happy. I was going to be special enough to get a number with holes in. I was very excited about that, and so I was really ready to put in the work. I gradually built myself up over that year um, to running seventy miles a week. Uh, get my everything strong enough. And at the time, as I said, I was working ninety hours a week. I was working through the night a lot of times. I was working all weekend every weekend. Um, I was working a lot, and so I had to fit these runs in whenever I could. I do lunchtime. I'd often be able to get out at lunchtime, Uh, I'd run home from work, I'd run into the office, and if I was working late, at midnight, if I finished at midnight, if I finished at one or two in the morning, I'd head down to the gym and do an hour's run. That's how committed I was. I didn't care about the time I was getting that run in, whether, you know, come rain or shine, Although that, that was in the gym, but came come rain or shine, I was out there. I was out there in the snow, in the rain, um, and that was all part of the fun. So then it comes to the training part of it, and I had to get this time down. Now that ninety minutes for a half marathon is very difficult to do, and I had to find a way to get it done. And what I figured. Was that if I could time my steps? So I knew that if I could do um, 180 steps a minute and keep that pace for an hour and a half, I would make it in time. Uh, Because with running, it's all very uh, accurate. If you can, if you can, if you know your time at 5k, you know your time at 10k, you know your time at half marathon, you know your time at marathon it's very predictable so I got you know very fancy pants expensive watch that beat I got to beep every minute and I'd count every time my right hit, foot hit the floor I'd count so one two three up to 90 and I would keep doing that for the entire time What that did was it kept my focus because the times I didn't do that, if I was like listening to my headphones or thinking about something else, I would slow down. And it's inevitable. If you're not focused, you will slow down. And it's such a good life lesson because in business, we are going to face challenges and there are going to be times of fatigue and frustration and uh, where we feel just we don't want to do it or whatever's coming up and that's when we've got to invoke that spirit of focus and find the tools that when things get hard we are just so supremely focused now what that did within the running was it kept me focused but it also did something else which is going to relate to business as well is it stopped my sent will help me override this thing called the central governor theory which is your your alert system within your body so if you're doing a run uh, especially like an endurance run or any run really your body's going to start to go panic and go this this is too much you better slow down your heart's about to conk out you're definitely if you take another step you're probably going to die so this is the brain the whole time, and that's the central government theory, trying to get you to stop, trying to keep you safe. But it keeps you, it's so it's so loving to you that it wants to not even push you to any anywhere near your limit. So when this kicks in, you have far more left in the tank. And so you have to be able to override the system, which is going to just be um, heckling you, the whole way in all the training, in the racing, especially in the race, it's right soon as soon as you one minute into the race, the brain just kicks in and it's like you're gonna die. You have got to stop. What are you doing? Comes up with all the excuses, and so you need a system to override that. And I had this counting thing, and that's the same in business. There's gonna be the challenges where you like just give up don't do it do something else that's going to come in its own form of central government theory and this is why i want to do these episodes on this podcast specifically for january where we can override that override anything any of the heckling going on within us that this can't be done it's too difficult the number's too big Or whatever comes up in the mind, we're just going to out heckle the heckler within us. And that's what I want these uh, podcasts, uh, these episodes in the next few weeks to be. Of course, I want to bring in other, you know, uh, general spiritualized content, not all around business, but I will be bringing you a lot of these episodes to keep that encouragement up, share my journey bring in the activations and all of that so with the frequency of commitment how you start something how you begin something is the most crucial part so when I'm looking at 2024 how do I want to begin I want to begin with the biggest Biggest accomplishment I can think of that doesn't feel too far, um, like too crazy for me. Um, I feel that the 500,000 is possible. I just have to commit and get into my imagination and get into um, some other bits and pieces. So I'm looking at emotional resilience, really strong core emotional resilience mindset, meditation, um, the energetics of it, the strategy, the, um, all, the creativity, bringing all of these things together. This is like, for me, a bit of a boot camp. It's a spiritual boot camp for January and that 500,000 is that goal. That's the, the marathon tick, golden ticket. Um, in this instance because going back to that race can you imagine no money no mon- money can't buy you that opportunity think how many people would love that as a lifetime experience to run with the elite woman and yet you can't buy your way into it you have to just work your way into it and to me that was also manifested because how could I possibly within you know under a year's training with no no experience being pretty old at the time of thirty eight years old, you know that's that has to have been manifested, and if that can be manifested, anything can be manifested. so what I do is I look back into my life and I see all of those times where I created a goal and I firmly committed to it and I got what I wanted and every time I committed to that level, I got more than I wanted. I just got this such, um, it instilled such high self-esteem within me to be able to accomplish that. And so when I see people who don't really want to work hard, they want it easy, which is very much in the spiritual community. It's like, how can I earn $10 billion without doing anything? And I, that's not of interest to me because I love to challenge myself. I love to see what I'm capable of. And isn't that the fun of life? Um, because when I look back, those lions on Sunday, or that easy time I had here or there. I don't remember that. I remember that training. I remember um, all of the excitement around, you know, the, the marathon and a half marathon, all the little races I did. I remember being in this 10K race and I was winning. It was like a little local thing. I was winning in the girls' section. And I was going to do it in thirty-eight minutes for anyone who's a runner. And this woman was right on my shoulder. Ah, uh, this is another life lesson for the business for about and training into other people's frequencies. So within running, you latch onto somebody and you you sort of run sort of on their shoulder it means that you can use their energy and they can pull you along and so you just got to stick with them and you'll be pulled along with them anyway so she slightly behind but she was wanting to take over towards the end and I found this really annoying that she was right on my shoulder there. It's like, oh, go away, go and do your own thing. But that's common and very common in running. You sort of see them all running in the groups. That's them in training into each other's frequencies and uh, to keep the pace up. In the end, I'm like, if you want in my head, I'm like even to her, if you want to win that much, go ahead. And so I just slowed down because I not really here to compete with anyone I'm just here to compete with myself see that you know I do a good job in my own and my own life and so it was really never about um that beating somebody else and so yeah did I let her run past she ran past but I eventually overtook her same thing happened in the half marathon as this woman was right on my shoulder again and she passed me and she then went too far for me to catch up but I just carried on another analogy of the, the tortoise in the hare I was consistent I kept with my my counting and then it come came to that final straight and I'd managed to catch up and she must have slowed down a little bit and I just went I just got a burst of energy and I went racing past her and just crossed on the finish line. And uh, I thought that was quite funny. Um, That's another analogy that we always have this burst of energy. So when we're going through something in business, maybe it's a launch, or there's some aspect where we know it's going to be difficult, we're going to get through and there's going to be this amazing burst of energy on the other side to bring in what it is we want. So there's some training of frequency so important in business that we we stick to other people who um have what it is we would like or have a frequency that is going to help us um of course this is why there's groups and masterminds and all of this stuff because as we really stay close to somebody we can use their energy and it's sort of like cycling as well you see when they cycle behind each other then they don't have to work as hard If you're doing it by yourself or you're the front runner, you're going to have to work harder than everybody else. So if you're somebody who in business is sort of going first, leading in a way that uh, other people haven't done before, opening this portal, and you're one of the ones that is the leader in that, you have to work a little bit harder to open that because there's no one ahead of you to entrain to. So the entraining is important, and I think these episodes coming up will be a great place to entrain to, and um, make it a little bit easier on on ourselves. So, let me see where I was with this commitment stuff. Um, your true commitment is an energetic dynamic felt within your whole being. It's not a case of um, it's not in the mind it's not oh I'm going to create 500,000 or I'm going to create 10 million or whatever anyone's goal is and it doesn't need to be monetary it can be some other goal of course that it has to be felt in the cells just like with, when I was doing that at running you couldn't stop me like nothing could stop me 90 hours a week run, uh working around the clock working through the night uh, literally couldn't stop me and it just I just had so much energy like literally never burnt out so much energy and that's the same here with this commitment what is it that you're creating what is your vision in my vision I yeah it's got that feeling it doesn't matter what challenge comes up it doesn't matter, it just doesn't matter, if it f- doesn't matter how many times I fail, I'll just keep doing it, in that uh, train, you know, doing the half marathon, where, where I had to do the qualifying time, the first time I did the marathon, I suddenly got that uh, runner's wall, and I couldn't run anymore, and so finished three minutes later than the qualifying time, so I just went and did did it a month later, and got three minutes to four, so it got an hour and twenty seven minutes. And so it doesn't matter that there was a failure. I just went and did it again. And that's the same thing here. There's this intentionality of this is happening. Um, I was listening to this pastor was talking about doing a 40 day fast. And he said to his wife about halfway through, he's like, you know, I'm so committed to this that if I you know, if I die, I die. I'm not giving up on this. And it's that commitment that invokes the spirit of God. It's that commitment that invokes the spirit of uh, source, of of this, this magic. That's the the spirit you're looking for, that you're willing to die for it. And that's what gets you through. It's got to be so... <laughs> Excuse me, it's got to be such a strong commitment that you feel it so deeply in your heart. And so that's why there's always that, rhetor- that sort of rhetoric around do what you really love because it's going to take that level of commitment from your being um, to make it through. So that other part of it is that um, this is about trust and surrender when you're fully when you're half-hearted you can't surrender Um, and so it just leads to a whole bunch of frustration rather rather commit and surrender and give it everything and then if you fail at least you've given everything i think we get so much by fully committing giving something so wholeheartedly and then failing I think we gain so much from that. We gain personality, we gain character. Um, we just gain a lot. In the next part of what I wanted to speak about, it was around the the energetics and the the other things. So we've spoken about the commitment. Commitment's just gonna make it happen. Um in manifestation, that commitment is everything. That's how we manifest. We fully commit. Now, in terms of the, we've got the strategy, we've got the energetics, um, and then we've just got, got our emotional resilience and these other, these other parts of it. So for me, Strengthening into that emotional st- core stability when something looks like it's not going to happen, when there's challenge, when there's a dip in energy, whatever it's going to come up, can I just hold that core emotional stability? When I feel triggered, when I want to push or I want to avoid, can I just hold the space and not push, not get anxious? not avoid and just hold that that space in that in that core emotional stability and what we find in business is just definitely what I found with students and clients is that that's where um, things can uh, get get lost or not work is in that uh, collapsing of energy there's a sudden Shift in, um, you know, there's these this, these low level tri- triggers. Where I see the trigger most is in comparison. Where I see people looking at other people, they might feel inspired a little bit, but I know that they're going to get triggered. And it's such a low level trigger that they don't even notice. And in that trigger, they lose their core stability. Now they're going to get anxious, or they're going to so they're going to do something that's uh, anxiety ridden or they're just going to avoid and get get into that freeze mode and so now the nervous system's not regulated anymore and so we've got to understand where these triggers are let me take a little side note break here what we're actually doing is individuating we're individuating through business we're coming to wholeness through the practice of business, where things get tough, where there's there's triggers, where there's uh, comparison or jealousy or whatever emotion comes up, can we uh, work with that and come into that state of wholeness? Can we come into that masculine certainty, focus, structure? Can we come into the feminine of surrendering, relaxing, receiving. These are all really important components of individuation. So we go into the individuation state, individuated state, the self-actualized state through relationship and through business. And so this is exactly what I'm talking about today. So we're coming into this emotional resilience. Uh, this is what's going to be needed to have this atomic January. Uh, I hope you're going to have an atomic January as well and be there with me, creating something where you're like, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm going to find a way. That's That's that core emotional strength. When there's triggering, can we just sit with it? Um, I've heard people speak who you know are earning in let's say the twenty to thirty million mark in their business, and they talk a lot about this um, this triggering that every time they feel uncomfortable or they feel like something's not gonna work or they get worried any any of that um discomfort they felt it in every moment so just over and over and over and it could have been like a hundred times a day uh and so the individua- individuation process is moment to moment as well and so every time you feel something related to business that doesn't feel good and you're able to just come out of it of re- Release that trigger of open back up into higher consciousness, into uh, a collapsed duality, into expansion. Come back into that place that anything is possible. Then you are that much closer to individuating. And it's all of these tiny little moments. You know, the success isn't in one big thing, it's not in one big idea, it's not in. Uh, something macro, it's in the micro, it's in those moments, those little breaths, that breath where it feels constricted, that tension, that upsetness, those moments that you just want to cry or it feels difficult. In that little moment, can you just find a way to expand back out again? And every time you do that, that's individuating. In the individuated self, you're in wholeness and now absolutely incredible things become possible. Uh things that are fantasy like for other people become your normal reality. And so we go into an adventure of consciousness which feels, feels so awe inspiring. Otherwise it's just a, a boring and monotonous life lived unwell, half lived. And so what better than to just live a life of adventure and just go out blazing? Doesn't matter if it all, you know, goes to pieces. But that's what we're doing in the individuation process. We're coming into this place of pure adventure where we are the creator and everything is just blooming and growing. And of course, in higher consciousness we experience all of the emotions, we experience polarity, we experience challenges and chaos and uh, darkness as well as all of the good stuff. Higher consciousness means that we can just move out of it very quickly, that we're not held down by it, we're not attached to it, that anything difficult that happens we can just move through it with grace, with ease, and to allow whatever is coming in next. If you look at the infinity symbol, this is a perfect reflection of what's happening. We're always expanding and contracting. And before an expansion comes in a contra- contraction, because um, I think scientifically, I can't remember what, what word I, would be most appropriate. Uh, phys- Through physics, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's going to be physics. There has to be the contraction before the expansion, and so if you know it's just a contraction, you can relax into the contraction, breathe into it, not get rigid. I remember a friend who was a dancer was in in quite a bad car crash, but because she just had a for some, I don't know what the what happened, but it came to light that she was just very relaxed. Um and within that car crash, because of that relaxedness, because her body didn't tense up, she um didn't suffer too much with the, the injuries. So we're gonna contract, that's for sure, but we want to contract with with love and softness and allow that contraction to happen and then move into that incredible expansion. So That's the emotional resilience. So important. Uh, We're moving into the individuation process. That's going to bring so much incredible stuff within life. That's the adventure of life. And the next part I wanted to speak about is collapsing duality. This is the metaphysical stuff where we can help the more grounded earthly strategy where, um, we can aid it a bit from the spiritual perspective. So in collapsing duality, it's essentially holding space. It's holding a higher level of consciousness. It's uh, not falling asleep. It's not being in that lower consciousness. And as we're able to hold that higher state of consciousness, that uh, higher frequency, that's where thing you you invoke more synchronicity more opportunity your perspective is wider you can see what is invisible to others becomes visible to you you enter um you enter higher secret teachings of consciousness and that um these Other sacred transmissions are invoked. So there's a lot going on spiritually as we collapse duality. And I'd love to do a whole episode on collapsing duality because that is a state of consciousness that is so divine and it takes practice to hold it. Um, I'm trying to think of those prolonged you know, how long can I hold it for a prolonged period before that energy collapses a little bit? If you've been through a full kundalini experience, you know, one of those, um, the ones that sort of hit you within a few days rather than ones that take a long time to, um, for the energy to move, to rise. If you have a a, a spontaneous kundalini awakening, it's that's an element of collapsed duality you just see everything as possible and here's another story um there was this coach and i'd been looking at his work on instagram since a number of years ago he wrote so well and he he was a gay coach for teaching uh, he had like a dating program for gay guys. Uh, but I wrote to him anyway. I'm like, your writing is so good that it's making me want to join. And I'm not even looking for to, you know, I don't need to date and I'm not gay. And he's going, oh, my God, you've got to do it anyway. So I was like, OK, this seems like an invitation. Anytime you get an unusual invitation, it means that there's a manifestation on the other side. So I was like, I'll do it um so that was going that was being set up and then the next weekend I just happened to message him and he had been going through the spontaneous kundalini awakening it took four days to happen and I was speaking to him most of the time he was up like day and night that whole time previous to that he hadn't been making much money and that weekend he had made i feel like it was a dollars in four days because his energy was completely in collapsed duality he was in oneness and when you're in oneness you can create anything you want at speed now it's just about the imagination and going right what is it i want and so you see how fast this energy can work now of course you know can we invoke a kundalini uh spontaneous awakening at will, you know, next weekend. Uh, probably not. Uh, so we have to learn how to collapse duality from a more manual space. If you're looking at um in say for example the coaching space is the space I know well. What I what I always ask for say anyone who's making over say 20 million a year. I always ask them the same thing. Have you had a kundalini awakening? And they all say yes. And that's a big part of why they have been able to generate uh, at that level, because they have had this uh, kundalini rising, the energy moving through them and being completely unblocked. And so having this space of collapsed duality. Now the work I do, what I'm bringing into the spiritualized brand is how to collapse duality through more of a psychological process. So it's more like a step-by-step system. So for those who can't just pop into that Kundalini awakening, then you get the opportunity to actually, okay, if I just do these steps, I can achieve the same thing. Um, And so I'll speak to that process um, another time, but it's what I've been working on for quite a while and it definitely works. I think it's going to be groundbreaking. It's really actually, it is the individuation process, but my own uh, take on it. So that's that. So we want to collapse in January, we're going to start to collapse uh, duality. So we can hold this very expanded state um, and allow whatever it is we want to come in. And then there's another uh, few aspects to it of activated energy. Now, this is more the grounded, uh, non-metaphysical stuff, because sometimes we can get stuck in the metaphysical, and spiritual space, but we need to ground it and be in uh, the the grounded state. And that means an activated uh, energy. So what I'll see in my space, and everyone listening is probably in different spaces and does different things, but in my space, a lot of the work gets done by email, by social media, by written content, that sort of thing. And so someone will see, oh, they've made, I don't know, 20 million this year. But if I observe them, this is what somebody else might be saying. They've showed up a bit on social media. They've written some emails. Uh, you know, they've just done a few of these bits and pieces. And it looks nice and relaxing. And of course, that coach will be going, it's so easy. I only work an hour a day and uh, blah, blah, blah. What they're not saying is that they're using a very activated energy. It's not a passive energy. Just writing some emails, just showing up on social media is not going to cut it. It's it's again it's this it's this commitment in your your beingness other people can feel and that comes through so potently in your work through your content your written content your audio content your visual content your connection to people people can feel that 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 uh, commitment and within that commitment you're going to be invoking your imagination if you're moving towards something that is very expansive you're probably going to be having to think differently to everybody else and to re- to be bringing everyone on on the journey um in a unique way so it's very active i will share What happened when I created that hundred thousand dollars? It was meant to be in seven days, but ended up being ten days. I had to bring so much activated masculine energy to that, and you have to be full on in it. So, with this type of energy, you can only do it for excuse me, you can only do it for a short period of time. Everyone's going to be different but you can't hold that energy indefinitely. It's like a performer energy in terms of, if you look at Beyonce, she can't be doing that concert, uh, say it's two hours, she can't hold that level of energy indefinitely. She can do it for two hours um, at a time, or whatever it is, and that's within all of us. Whatever we're doing, we've got this, this very potent energy that's the energy we have to bring, and we can either do it in bursts, or we can. It can only last a week, or two weeks, or four weeks, or whatever it is for each person. This is also why you'll see, like a performer, they can't just be on tour for the rest of their life. They've got to have really long breaks, um, and to only bring in that that strong, full-on energy in the moment and this is another time another point of reflection and i really say it's such a good thing for everyone else to do what are those aspects in your life that you can really use to uh, to pull in the frequencies you need to build the brand um, for me when i was dancing it was the the performer energy of when the energy you bring to being on stage with an audience, you will never get that energy anywhere other than in that performance with those people. You can't get it in rehearsal. No matter how hard you try, there's something, it's such a different energy, and that's the energy that has to be brought. If you're going to do atomic january and you're gonna like create something just like you know that just goes boom out there it's that energy of your performer energy um so hopefully you've got something to reflect on there in in um what you've done in your life the accomplishments those times when you were really committed or there's these aspects of things you've done that you can now bring into what you're doing now because of course nothing we've ever done was wasted you know i think of all of those years in that corporate place I'm like god what a waste that wasn't right from the beginning it was nowhere near my purpose you know they were always saying why are you here you shouldn't be here this isn't for you um but i learned so much from that space and everything is you know Everything is perfectly timed. So with that, um, it's so important to uh, believe in in ourselves, that this can be done. Where I get that belief is in what I've achieved before. But I also get it from if I see somebody else doing it. I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, and I've always been like that. I'm definitely opposite of, oh, if they can do it, that means I can't do it. If I see someone doing it, I'm like, ah, brilliant, that means I can do it. They've opened the path for me. Let me just go and do it. Um, so I love that um, about myself. The clean slate thing in terms of manifestation, reality is just a lot of slides that look like we're moving through linear time, but there's no linearity. This moment right now has really got nothing to do with the past, got nothing to do with the future. You just pick that clean slate. How many times in a relationship, say it has ended or has been argument or something, and, you, and you're like, that's the end? I can't possibly get you know, can't possibly come back from that. And then five minutes later, I don't know, you're getting married or it's suddenly shifted to someone who they could never be with you or you could never be with them. I've been in that situation, like, no, definitely don't want to be in this. Five minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. So we never know. Things can change in a second. This is a clean slate the past doesn't matter, the future doesn't matter. You you get to just vision anything you want, absolutely anything. And that's the beauty of being alive. We can just create whatever we want and it's going to be fun. So that's my intention for 2024. I hope that was a good introduction to what I'm going to be speaking about on a lot of these episodes and hopefully bringing you along with me. Feel free free to DM me on Instagram. Tell me what you're creating. Uh, What's your vision? What's your, what's the big thing? what's, you know, your big, your think big thing. Be like, oh my god, I better not tell anybody about this because they're gonna think I'm a little bit crazy. It's that thing. But also remember not being in fantasy. I'm so against the whole fantasy thing of like, oh my god, I'll just create this thing and then, and just using all of the fantasy to incre- to create nice, uh, feel-good chemicals, the dopamine and stuff, and then nothing actually gets done. This has to be so deep in your heart and to take those steps um, and to be that person of substance, that you are who you say you are, that there is no fantasy. That's not to say that the vision can't look like it's a fantasy, but you know in your own heart that you it's working and you're taking a step to it right this second then that's the vision I want to hear and can you know can be as big as we want it to be so there's lots to come lots of uh, commitment and going full in open-hearted in 2024 in business but in relationship too What I remember hearing someone speak about, say, uh, about dating. And she was saying, What if you just showed up to the date and just was so gave everything to it rather than, Oh, let me just hold everything back until, you know, I assess the situation? What What if we just gave everything of ourselves to somebody? Obviously, holding those boundaries like we've been speaking about, but being so open hearted and so full of life in relationship and giving everything to your partner or prospective partners or friends or family or children and the same in business fully open heart and whatever the consequences are those are the consequences because in higher consciousness we can deal with any consequences that comes up the consequence that we can't deal with is half-heartedness of not really going fully in of not of always being in that what if energy no what if energy we just go for it this year and get exactly what we want and if we fall flat on our face we have just grown in character we've grown in personality and i'll just finish with this one little two second story Few, more than a few seconds i saw ronaldo cristiano ronaldo in this clip and he was talking to this amazing other footballer and this footballer though he's going to take a penalty shot and he had missed the last one which was a really important shot and he's like i can't do it i it's too much pressure and ronaldo in sort of a kind but serious way said show your personality and you 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 take it we will deal with whatever happens and that those words of show show some personality and that's what I leave you leave you with is that what that's what we're here to do show some personality take care bye